As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know, I was on TikTok this morning and I saw a video that was like a remix on Stacy's mom. Oh, yeah. Stacy's dad. Did you see it? I vaguely. I don't it think I watched like, it, though. Stacy's dad has got me down bad. And I thought it was so funny. It was really well done. Yeah. They might release it. I don't know. That's cool. And it's it's completely independent of Stacy's mom. No inspiration was taken. So there's no lawsuit. <laughs> well, it's a parody, right? So you don't get lawsuits for parodies. That's good. Do you, but can you make revenue off parodies? Good question. I think so, yeah. I mean, people make whole careers out of that. Weird Al Yankovic made a whole career out of parodies. <laughs> no idea who that is. You don't know Weird Al? No. Oh, my gosh. He did so many parodies. Like, Eat it. it. Like, you know, the Michael Jackson parody of Beat It. Yeah. Eat It. What were some other <laughs> Weird Al parodies? Do you remember? Do you know Weird Al, Eddie? I'm... I think I know Eat It. It sounds somewhat familiar. Kind of yeah. sounds like the Michael Jackson song, Beat It. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of, I mean, I can't believe that's the only one that comes to mind right now, but there are a lot of yeah. Weird Al Yankovic hits. In fact, I have the album. I have the, the Greatest Hits album CD extended box set of Weird Al Yankovic. Is that his real name? Mm-hmm. You think he'd change it like to his, Weird Al Yankovic? Wait, like <laughs> his first name is Weird. No. <laughs> his first name is Al. Oh, he added Weird before. I can't believe his it. parents when he was born just like. I failed as a father to not educate our, our my kids. Weird. On the. He looks weird. On the <laughs> classics. <laughs> the classics. Oh, man. Well, maybe after this podcast, we can binge watch some Weird Al Yankovic videos. Maybe. And in the meantime, like maybe throughout the podcast, our research team over there on the other side could uh, do some research and tell us some other snappy titles to jog my memory and take me down <laughs> that, that trip to the past, memory lane. Mm, well, before we get to that riveting experience, how about <laughs> we roll that intro music? Let's do it. Max and Dad's wholesome chaos. Max and Dad's wholesome Hello and welcome to Wholesome Chaos, the podcast where we talk about real life in real time in a very, very real way to help each other and also to help you. We are so glad that you're listening today. If you can right now, take a moment to just go ahead and follow and subscribe so you can be part of the journey going forward. We are glad you are on this episode coming to you from sunny Los Angeles. Yeah. 
My my family's in town. It's my mom, my dad, and my brother all in my studio apartment, which is so much fun. Yes, um, indeed. Yeah, we made a TikTok kind of joking about that and the fact that, you know, it's a studio apartment. There's It's a one room, one like real room. And so it's kind of hard to to find some private spaces, but that's okay because we love each other and we're having a great time. Uh, they came in on Thursday. First, let me just say, it's been an interesting experience watching you in host mode because like, you know, to see you kind of like a little bit anxious about us being here or like stuff we're leaving around and cleaning up after ourselves or like whatever, you're just kind of like very protective of your apartment, which I get it. It's just your space, but it's like funny for mom and and I. Yeah. And you're really thriving in the let's criticize the host. Um, I I guess I just started by defaulting to like, oh, let me help Maggie. This is her first time hosting us. It's not my first time hosting y'all. No, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, first time hosting Eddie. Um, But no, my my hosting skills were first fully in effect when I drove to LAX twice in one day. Yes. (laughs) Many, many miles. To first pick up my mom and brother. But at least gas is cheap, so that's good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. Um, And then I drove back to grab my dad. And then we had a nice chill night. And then the next day, we did something really fun because it just so happened that my friend Josh, his family, is also in town right now. Um, His mom and dad and his brother and sister. And I was like, that's crazy. And And if you know TikTok, you probably know Josh, too, because he and Maggie. Josh.Morris one. They do do a lot of TikToks together, but also kind of like, you know, are in the same circles of friends and things. So (laughs) they show up in each other's content quite frequently. We did one TikTok maybe like a week or two ago in which it was so dumb. We were having like a movie night with some friends and I had the audio that was a dog and a cat barking and meowing at each other. Yes. And I was like, hey, you want to do this? To that and song about the emo boy and emo girl? Is no, that... it wasn't. It wasn't to that. But what was, um, it, what was the melody of that? Like, cause I'm it... not gonna do it. It's it's just it was. No, I mean, but what's it from? Is it from I an actual song? No, I think it's just a funny thing of like dogs and cats. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so we were getting ready to do it, and I was like, obviously, I'm I'm the dog. He was like, what? He was like, no, I'm the dog. I was like, Josh. No, <laughs> you, you are so the cat, and it, it worked out really well. And that video got like over two million likes, and we we're like, "What the heck?" Like we two put, million, we like put two point two million likes at we, last look. We That's can, crazy. <laughs> you touched a nerve, man. You spoke to the emotional needs of a generation in that video. I think it was really sentimental. Well, you can put in so much work to one TikTok that does not do well. And then we just bark and meow at each other. And people are like, this, this is comedy gold. Comedy gold. That was really interesting. But all that to say, Josh's family was in town. (laughs) And Josh and Maggie and other friends, including Jenna Rains. Yeah, Jenna Jenna Rains, my friend. Um, Her parents were in town as well. And she was in town. And so I was like, crazy idea. Let's bring all of our families together and let's go play pickleball. Because you guys have been getting pretty serious about pickleball. We just really enjoy it. It's, yes. it's super fun. We found a few different spots in LA that we like to play at. Um, it's crazy how seriously other people take it because we love to do it, but we're not like crazy, like intense about it. Some people there, oh my goodness, they're like, it's a whole subculture, but you guys are interesting in, in your game because 
you know, a lot of people like play real dinky games at the net where you try to get the angles and just those soft tap shots. You guys just smash it well, a lot. Well, who plays like that if they want to win? Well, it's you're right. If you can be good at smashing the ball, it's just a we higher, a lower percentage. We don't smash thing. it every time. Yeah, you're right. Those, that's the thing. You, you when you see a shot, you take. No, you it. guys are good. And Jericho and Mitch were there. Yeah, and they didn't have parents there. But what was funny is like, so there's this whole group of family families. Our family, the four of us. Um, there's uh, Josh's family, which is he had uh, siblings in town and parents in town, and then Je- Jenna's parents were there too. And it was like, they all brought us to the Beverly Hills pickleball court. And it's like, we had our own little private court. And you could tell the kids were all like, all right, our parents are here now. You, here's our parents. Let's go. Let's go play together. And like, I hope they have a good time. And it was very much like the re- role reversal of when parents had young kids and they're like, oh, we're friends. So we're going to get our kids together so yeah. that they can be friends and then they can just play. And it's like, here you go, kids. Here's your new friends. I felt like that as a parent. Yeah. No, and, and it felt like more of a safe option. It was like, just just bond. Also, you got to stop moving so much. Your chair's squeaking like crazy. <laughs> I noticed uh, I noticed you give me that look. Do you see how much I've moved? Yes, but I like moving. And so if, you, you know, if you're listening, it's, we're going to play a little game. You, see, you hear this chair? This is a very squeaky chair. <laughs> your, your mic is also, like, the mic placement's different, so you kind of have to sit on the front, so you're, like, moving yes. around Yes, so I'm moving around. So we're, you know, we're making it work in Maggie's apartment, and it's a good little, sweet little setup. You can see it on YouTube and see kind of the chairs we're talking about. But your squeaks, too, right? Can you squeak your chair? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I notice you are wearing my shirt right now because you want more clothes because I feel like every single outfit that you wear, you're like, I've already worn this in a TikTok or I've already worn this in a podcast. I have a solution. Okay. I'm all layers. And that solution is Stitch Fix. Sunnier days are here at last and that means that your kid's closet might need an update. Stitch (laughs) Sorry, I just realized this is about kids. Yeah. <laughs> so we do that. This is yeah. a this is a favorite sponsor. They like they've been around for a while. They, they the also do have, have an adult section, but this is specifically we're highlighting the kids section. Yeah, um, I've checked out the, the the Stitch for adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks really cool. Stitch Fix makes it easy with fresh options to let your kids' style shine, all within your budget. Keeping up with your kids' growth spurts and changing tastes can be a challenge. So let the style experts at Stitch. Stitch Fix help you out with easy options to fit their vibe and also to fit your wallet. Stitch Fix Kids is the effortless way to get clothes that fit your kid and price range. Items start at just $10. So here's how it works. With your feedback and input, the experts at Stitch Fix learn about your kid's taste, sending styles that's perfect for them and affordable for you. Your kids can try on pieces at home before you buy. Just keep what they love and send back the rest. Plus, shipping, returns, and exchanges are always free. From toddlers to picky tweens, Stitch Fix Kids has growth spurts taken care of with sizes 2T to 18. There's no subscription required. Simply order a refresh as needed or set it and forget it with regular seasonal fixes. You're in control. Try today at stitchfix.com chaos and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your kids' fix. That's stitchfix.com chaos chaos for 25% off when you keep everything in your kids fix stitchfix.com slash chaos you know that would have been the perfect thing when Eddie was growing up because we literally he was so tall and thin I always had to order his clothes online they did not yes. carry him mm-hmm. in the store so that would have been perfect 
Um, wish it had been around when you was a little boy. Oh, that was your chair. That was Maggie's chair. I heard it. I finally moved for the first time. I was going to suggest you guys switch places. The other reason I love this ad is it's always a great like test for how well we're warmed up vocally because they have a lot of little tongue twisters. Stitch fix. Stitch fix kids. Picky tweens. Picky tweens. Picky tweens. No, but that's great. They're, they're, they found a problem, man, and they're, they're providing a solution. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. You know, pickleball has not been the only game that we have been going crazy for lately. That is true. I I have been... A obsessive? <laughs> is that the right word? Okay, but you, you've been aiding in the obsession. I've been helping, yes. Okay, for so... For sure. You may be familiar with this game called Pong. 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 Water, water Pong. Mm-hmm. Water Pong. <laughs> water Pong. Which is the only version that we know. And the only version that we play. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> In this house. Essentially, if you're not familiar, which I'm sure most of you are, it's just you have cups across from you stacked in a triangle type of thing. Solo you're cups, on the, generally. Yeah, red, the, prefer, preferably. But no, no real preference there. You're on the other side of the table with a ping pong ball and you try and mm-hmm. throw it into the cups. And there's a lot of different rules and things like that. It's like air bowling. <laughs> I mean, you set up the cups like a bowling alley kind of thing. There's like 10 cups, 10 pins. And instead of trying to knock them down, you're trying to get the ball, the ping pong ball, in the cup and knock out a pin. But you can't knock them all down at once. So never mind. It's nothing like bowling. No, well, I guess in, in you technically can if it rolls around all of the cups and then goes in one. That's really? That's a strike. Oh, no, yeah. that's, that's not... Yeah, that's not it, a rule. If it rolls, yeah. If it rolls like along the you take line. them all out. Oh, yeah. But you whatever. said you played that way, so sometimes the rules vary depending yeah. on where you are. Because I had never heard that rule. Really? Yeah, it was kind of like it doesn't really matter what it touches. Whatever one it goes in gets out. Your right, educational yeah. podcast, wholesomechaos.com. Yeah. Um, but we've. I, I ordered some Pong stuff a while ago because I was like, I think this would be so much fun to get so good at than in any setting that you're at where you're playing. You could just walk up and like be the best person in the room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, that's such a cool power trip that I want. <laughs> like, I want to be on that. Um, and my dad and my mom had never played. And so... It's, which is weird because this is perfect. It's like right up my alley, the kind of like hand-eye and, coordination, physical game. And he, he said that. He was like... Because I was like, have you played? And he was like, no, but I think I'll be good at it. And I literally, I looked at him and I was like, I hope you're terrible. <laughs> I, was like, I know that sounds mean, but I was like, it's it's just, it's fun. There's a learning Reality curve. I wasn't fun. great at it immediately. What I didn't expect is throwing something as lightweight as a ping pong ball, you know, especially when it's wet. There's a... Uh, you know what? What do they call it? The the tension created by, between the water and your finger, like so, it kind of like sticks to your oh, finger a yeah, little yeah, bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When surface. you throw it, a little surface tension. That's it. And so you had to either do like avoid that or factor it into your throwing. Yeah, I but noticed. I've gotten okay. I noticed because I have acrylic nails on right now, which I usually never have acrylic nails. And I noticed like sometimes it would get caught on the tip of my nail. And I was like, no. <laughs> Uh, but Those no, are pretty long nails, too. They're I, a little bit grown out. <laughs> they would definitely complicate my life if mm-hmm. I have those on. They complicate my life. I, I swear, it takes like 10 minutes to put on my jewelry now. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, why? Um, but yeah, no, we've been we've been playing so much. Oh, yeah. We it's said like, this morning, I was like, you know what I'd love to do? I'd love wake to up Pong. Let's start play my game, game of Wake Up Pong. Start my day with a game of Pong. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you don't start playing Pong in the morning, you can't play Pong all day. <laughs> 
That's true. I'm sure we'll play again probably after this. That's um, true. Trick shots. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. We we started doing some trick shots, and my first three trick shots I made. Yep, over the head and under the leg twice. Over the head, like not even facing the cups. Like not even looking. It's like right in the cup. Made it, and then I made two under the legs. And then we've been, yeah, we've been just trying to do all different sorts of things, which have been fun. Good, clean, fun. Good, clean, fun. And you're actually picking up dirt off the floor as you're going, so it's helpful. It's been very informative about how (laughs) dirty the floors are. We are cleaning Maggie's apartment as we play. So (laughs) little by little... Game after game, that area is getting spotless. Mm. Yeah. Now, this has been an amazing, wonderful trip. And I'm, I'm so proud of you. I just have to tell you this, Maggie. Um, watching you in your environment, in eight months you've been here, right? Mm-hmm. You have established um, such a strong group of friends, which we've mentioned before. Your community, we got to go to church with you. We're like, But then there's this whole level of just watching you interact with L.A., Driving around, navigating. I mean, there's a different style of driving, which you're like <laughs> totally have adopted. Um, parking, parallel parking a couple times. Just like, nope, I got this. Whipping it right in. And it's like, I can tell that you're so proud of like who you've become or who you're becoming in the process yeah. of independence. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to be a good person. And I think that's the cool thing about when you get older is you really realize you do get to choose the kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying that a lot, especially because there's so many different types of people here. Yeah, <laughs> that you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> uh, it's like I'd I'd like to be a nice person, um, but I, yeah, I remember because you guys visited me. Mom drove me out, and then you visited me earlier when I, after I had moved here, and. I I was not comfortable driving. No. And now I'm so comfortable driving. Almost mom thinks a little too comfortable. I'm driving. not comfortable with your driving. <laughs> I I turn I I always check my blind spots when I change lanes. I I I think I'm a good driver. Um Yeah, I do too. Speed limits, I understand that you don't like it when I go a lot faster than the speed limit. I get that. Um but We're following too close for what I consider too close, which is the correct amount of space is what I believe. And you, you, there's a, there's that. a, um, <laughs> the, the, I will say about following too close. There's a distance that if you give the proper amount of space, someone's going to immediately jump in front of you. And, and then you, you find yourself having it. I know that's, and that's okay. <laughs> You're going to have to keep slowing down and whatnot. But if you are you keeping down. with traffic and alert, yeah, <laughs> your your experience may vary in terms of what's the right distance. Yeah. I always say, and I told you guys this, I was like, somebody could be driving so crazy, like just obnoxiously. But if they use their blinkers, I'm like, okay with it. But so many people don't use their blinkers. Um, and so I, mom said the other day when we were driving, because I always say hot guys use blinkers. Uh, and somebody didn't use their blinker, and she just goes, that guy, not hot. Yeah. <laughs> I do that in Atlanta now, too, since you said that. I've done that in traffic, found myself going, ah, well, you're not hot. I say we start a movement. <laughs> just normalize it, that hot yeah. guys use blinkers. Hot guys use blinkers. I like it. 
You're gonna, <laughs> and you got um, other other ideas in mind for the same sticker series, right? Yeah, I have a hot girls you a hot girl hot girls wear seatbelts one, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't like sold them or anything. I I might start a Depop, and if I start a Depop, I'd probably sell them on there for cheap or just like include them. But with you have the sample, like you already have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked up. And then um, hot guys drive quiet cars. Nice. Ooh. I like that one. Hey, um, I want to say one more thing about your, you know, the person you're becoming as well in terms of uh, giving you some props. Because I don't think I mentioned this, but we were at that at the church, uh, house church, group of people, tons of friends, tons of people, all your, you know, great group, just great people. Um, I had somebody come up to me, introduce themselves, and, they, and he said, um, I don't know Maggie well, like I don't, she, she and I aren't close. But from everything I hear, she's an amazing friend. Loyal is the word he used. She's Wait, that's so friend. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she, is, she's so loyal. She's such you a good friend. Loyal. That is like, that and makes forgiving. my heart so happy. Me too. Man. I, that's why I wanted to share it, because I know it would resonate with the, the type of person you strive to become. Just since we're here, you're like... I've got to go bring my friend coffee. It's their birthday. It's like you want to be the one who's always there for the people in your life and like own that yeah. quality. I will say I, I, I feel like a mom out here a little bit just because so many of the people out here, um, we it's like we all moved away from home to come out here. And so our families aren't out here. And so I think there's a very family-esque aspect because um, – you, you don't have your family out here, and so your friends are your next be- best thing. So I think it's important to kind of be their family. Um, but yeah, no, that's like, that was my, I think I even said on this podcast, part of my 2022, like something I really wanted to focus on was just like being the best friend I could be. Um, so that makes me, <laughs> makes me really happy. Yeah, we had we got a lot more to share about our trip because we're just getting started in that regard. <laughs> Plus, Eddie's going to give us some Weird Al Yankovic hits in just a second. <laughs> but for now, you know, let's talk about food because the food here has also been good. You've taken us to some nice places mm-hmm. and you've cooked for us. Mm-hmm. And one of the most awesome ways that you can cook for yourself and always have the right meals around that'll make you happy, keep your family healthy, and uh, satisfy your friends when they come over is to take advantage of, of a great partner like our sponsor, HelloFresh. They're just incredible. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week, so you get convenience without skimping on quality. So you can skip the trip to the grocery store, saving that wait time in the long lines, ensuring that you don't waste money on excess food. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome, I love that word, wholesome (laughs) recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. Eddie and I have both used HelloFresh a good bit. Yep. And it's, it's genuinely so relaxing for me to cook. I really enjoy like that winding down time because I'm like being productive because I have to eat. But it's just like it can be meticulous or it can be like just like less meticulous. Like it's however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to have all the ingredients just like there. Yeah. Everything. Done. I actually heard Eddie on this trip even say that's one of the ways I've, I've learned to cook. It's yeah. Hello Fresh. It's like they, you know, they give you the ingredients. They take you through a recipe and make it maybe a little less intimidating than it oh, would have been. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just lays it all out for you. And, and it's like, don't worry. 
We got you. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 16Chaos and use the code 16Chaos for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash 16Chaos and use code 16Chaos for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. And if you missed that that code, please go to wholesomechaos.com or you can look at the liner notes. Liner notes. You can look at the uh, show notes in the link for this particular podcast and we put the links there too. But no, go to wholesomechaos.com and you can see all our sponsors there. And when you support our sponsors and use that code, it's also in a way kind of supporting us because you're showing yeah. them that you value their relationship and it's a thank you to them for their support of this show, which you love and care about. And of course, we love that and we love you. So thank you. So Eddie, lay us, yeah. lay, tell us about some... Um, Weird Al Yankovic tunes. Lay them on us. Uh, okay. So, um, the ones that you guys might know is Amish Paradise. Oh, yes. Or nope. White and Nerdy. That's nope. the only one I... The, okay. So, what's it a parody of, White and Nerdy? What, what's the song? Like, Eat It oh. is, is Beat It from Michael Jackson. Uh, Riding Dirty? Yeah. Is from yeah, that's Sharona. it. Riding Dirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... That's why some of them I And think. Amish Paradise is, you know that one? Yeah. Um, what is the name of the song? Uh, Gangster Paradise. Gangster Paradise, yes. And he did, apparently he did Another One Rides the Bus. Another One we, Rides the Bus. I thought yeah. we made that up when we were kids. No, we, Weird Al. We used to say that. I, I don't know. Yeah, he was big when I was in, in middle school and, mm-hmm. and uh, high school. There's a lot that I don't, there's like... I love Rocky Road performance <laughs> way. Rocky Road. There's one called oh, Fat, I which I don't know what that. Yeah, we don't know what song. I'm, it's, it's bad. Yeah. Michael Jackson, bad. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. Oh, well. Right. Yeah. Okay. And he's also credited for writing the Captain Underpants theme song. Well, no interesting. kidding. Interesting. The more you know. It's it's amazing to me that he like when he came out, I thought, all right, this guy's just a flash of the pan, but then he continued to stay relevant. For a long, long flash time. of the pan, a flash, flash in the pan. pan. That means like a like a fad, like a short term hit. But no, Weird Al has has stood the test of time. Okay, so back. Moving to, on. Back to our trip. What do you want to? Where do you want to take us next in this amazing adventure? Um, we could talk about how good you are at texting. At texting, <laughs> I'm I'm now okay again. A little role yeah. reversal moment here. Yeah, I was gonna say. You always harp on us about like poor communication. You're like, you need to lock in times. You need to do, do, do. call them. Get specificity. I've talked about this on the podcast before about how very often your generation leaves out some details. So we were trying to connect with some very good friends of ours, mm-hmm. uh, Mariah Emoto and Heath Hassar. And we, we love them <laughs> and we see them if we can every time we're in town. But um, so Heath and I were texting <laughs> and you and Mariah were communicating and he th- he said, yeah, I've got a window of time and tomorrow and we figure it out because, you know, they're very busy people and we're here for doing our own thing. And so we picked a time and he said 12 or one. And then if the 12 was was the first time he gave me, and then he said or one okay. question mark, which I was assuming meant that's actually better for us. Like like he talked to Mariah Assuming with no supporting evidence. Yes, yes, no evidence. So we're literally there. And I'm standing outside their house (laughs) at one o'clock. And I'm like, text him, text him over here. I I, and like, 
Yeah. And they were there. They were there. They were there, but, but they apparently had been waiting like a while for us to be there. Had they? Well, I don't know. We still never we confirmed. Still never, yeah. We never confirmed, but they were they were there, and um, he came out, and we were walking to lunch. And I said, yeah, so, so did you mean 12 or did you mean one? He was like, I meant either. I meant like whatever works best for you. I was like, okay. But you didn't, Which well, is, you didn't communicate, yeah. confirm. Yes. That's, that's one of my biggest Well, but neither it was assuming. Oh, exactly. Yeah. A for conversation, a phone call would have totally cleared that. It's up. always like, for me, that is a big deal is picking a time. Sticking to the time. Me too, and not though. Changing exactly. the time. It's yeah. a big deal but for me too. I it's just two way street. Yes. And both parties have to work on it. Yeah. For me, a huge pet peeve is when people are late. That was an epic visit. It was really fun. Yeah. It was. I um because I came from Cabo, which um I didn't even talk about Cabo on this podcast, but that was incredible. This journey down there to Mexico to do the speech and. I, normally, when I do speeches in different cities in the U.S., I ship all of my props ahead of time. So I have cases, number of cases that have unicycles and bowling balls and knives and some of the larger, more cumbersome props that you don't want to travel with. And that way, I don't have to check a bag and it's just waiting for me at the venue. But when you're going internationally, that's much more problematic and it's because you can't ship internationally. It's way more expensive. And I've had like cases lost overseas yeah. in Spain. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, where, what am I going to do? But um, so anyway, point being, I had all my props with me because I brought them back from Mexico to meet you here. Six foot unicycle. I had my, all my juggling props, clubs and contact juggling and um, knives and bowling ball and like the whole thing. So we Which, got to play. the bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was great. That was great. Yeah. No, it was, it was a really good visit. It's always a fun time with them. Um, good food too. And, and Heath food. picks up everything quickly. They both yeah, do. Yeah, they're both amazing. We were teaching uh, all these skills, unicycling. Maggie brought over her ball, mm-hmm. which um, you know, which was they both loved. Yeah, like, like they both are. It's fun. They're gonna get one. But it's the rolling globe, is what that is. If you you just say Maggie brought over her ball, people might not know what that yeah. means. Yeah, her her rolling the rolling globe is basically a circus prop. It's a big hard ball, the target ball stuff. You know, is what it looked like. But but you um, you stand on it and you walk around on it and balance on it. Yeah, and they both picked that up pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah. He jumped right up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people just got it. Some people literally. It's, it's harder with the unicycle. I think the unicycle is a lot harder. Definitely. Um, but with the ball in particular, some people just got it. They can just jump up and they're like, yeah, no, this makes sense. Rollerball is the same way. Not to brag, but that, that was kind of how it was for me because I think I like I learned how to ride the unicycle. And that took forever. Yeah. And then I remember like I never really learned how to do the ball. I just, there's just one. You just do it, one, yeah. I just jumped on top of it and then I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of same. I don't really remember well, learning it. And you yeah. did that yesterday. Like you you hadn't done this. Yeah. I know years. you haven't done this in years. <laughs> yeah. And you just come like running at it like a champ with almost like your hands in your pockets so laid back and relaxed. <laughs> and you just jump on this thing over the concrete and you just are going. I'm like, that's my boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, son. I loved it. I loved watching you do that. <laughs> you would have been happy if our kids ran away and joined the circus, wouldn't you? <laughs> 
Most definitely. Man. So so what are we going to bring next time to teach them? That's the thing. We're, we're out. No, no, no. There's we're, always more. We're out of nice. things. We, fire. There, oh, fire. We fire. fire. Oh, yes. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. No. Well, he, he saw the knives, but they. He didn't, he but dad did. I juggled the knives on the yeah. six foot yeah, motorcycle. You should probably learn clubs before knives. Yes, yes. definitely. Kids, yeah. kids. <laughs> if you're going to be juggling knives at home, uh, don't. Yeah. Um, juggle the clubs first, flip them, get used to them. And then if you ever do decide to juggle the knives, <laughs> which, nope, which don't. Which we don't. don't again. again, don't. But the way I did it. That you won't do it because you shouldn't do it. Adult no, the way I juggled knives. Okay, the, the story, the first time I ever performed with knives was I was a senior in high school. Oh, no, I was a sophomore in high school. I just moved to Georgia. And I, so I went from Chicago to Georgia. I already had a show. And I decided there was a, well, there was a, a high school talent show. I thought, that's great because I've got a show. I don't know anybody. So I'll do my show and then I'll know a lot of people. And so... I decided I was going to do um, these. Yeah, it was real smart. So I decided I was going to do the fire finale at the end. But Brookwood, for some reason, didn't want me to juggle fire in their (laughs) auditorium. And they said, no, you can't do that. Well, I just bought these like machetes, but they're not just normal machetes. They're huge knives with a hook on the back end. They're cane machetes. They're used for going through jungles and like clearing brush. And I had three of them. They were were totally sharp. I was like, I guess that's my finale. And I got to figure this out by tonight. Uh, and so I taped the blades with duct tape, like several layers of duct tape. And that way I could just get used to juggling the knives first. And then psychologically, it was easy for me to make that step from, all right, I've done it. I've done it with that. It's like a safety harness or like a net, yeah. you know? And then I can remove the tape. Shouldn't be any different. So. And was it a bleeder? No, it was a good one. Yay. I did it. I, I had a lot of friends. That was actually the night I met Philip. For the wow. first time. Right. I remember that. Yeah, you knew you could do it because you had already done it before. Exactly. Yes. Which leads us into yes. Yes. Universal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. A little backstory on this one, everyone. <laughs> so all my kids' lives, <laughs> I've been promising them that I would take them to Universal Studios <laughs> in Florida. Yes, yes, exactly. And and have never followed through on that promise. Not because I'm a promise breaker. I think one of my strong suits is like you strive to be a good friend. I strive to always keep promises. And so in our family, sometimes we don't talk about it as um, necessarily, um, you know, breaking a promise or you, you told me we would be doing this. There's just a reality like like shifts rap- a rapidly shifting reality in our in our lives mm-hmm. so it's hard to sometimes predict what we're going to be doing three days from now because so much has, has to happen first i'd also say that the times we did have a possibility to go we were like okay disney or universal we chose disney yeah yeah and we haven't been to disney actually in like probably like 10 years or we chose um like oh, circus right. Yeah. Sometimes we would go yeah. go fly trapeze or something. Which was a lot so, cheaper. So everybody was kind of included on those decisions. Anyway, so we made the promise um, come to life this trip by going to Universal Studios Hollywood. Instead of doing yep. the Florida version, we did the California version of Universal Studios, which is a little bit more condensed, mm-hmm. you know, because it's yeah, a smaller platform. But they have the Harry Potter mm-hmm. experience, which... 
it was like seeing Eddie become <laughs> 12 years old again. They have that that crazy Hagrid ride. Yeah, that's that's actually it's less than thirty seconds. Yeah, oh, no, that flight of the hippogriff. It, I timed it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It thankfully, we did that ride second, and we did the other one first, which was yeah. great. The Harry Potter one. Um, so fun. Uh, the forbidden, forbidden ch- journey. Journey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you said it brought a tear to your eyes. Mine. Oh. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really cool. Um, and I had ridden that once before during Hollywood Horror Nights, um, and it messed with me. Like, I did not feel good after because of all the screens and everything. Um, and then when we wrote it, I actually really enjoyed it the first time. Where I was like, this is great. Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. Then we decided to write it a second time. Mm-hmm. And that time didn't feel so good. Uh, I loved it more the second time for some reason. You um, know what? Me too. And that was weird because I was feeling kind of queasy all day. That's the one thing I'm noticing about getting older is roller coasters just hit different. Like they, they mess with your equilibrium. Right. Plus that butterbeer probably didn't help. That was The oh, butter butterbeer was sure. way too sweet. But, so but we had to do it just because it's part of the Harry Potter experience, I guess, in Hog, Hogs, Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I loved about that ride, the Flight of the Hippogriff, the way they transitioned in and out of the visuals like you're going underneath the the the, oh yes the forbidden journey so you're going like underneath the whomping willow and it's a real physical thing a mechanical thing that's kind of coming at you with these limbs and you turn to duck it and immediately you're into a screen but the transition there's some elements that they put in the video that make it look like it's seamless yeah yeah. My favorite ride, though, of the day was the mummy one. Yeah. That ride was just so well done, and it was fast. Um, it was good. Dude, and Like, that spooked me multiple times. I feel like a seasoned roller coaster rider, and there were a couple times where my heart, like, stopped. I loved it. <laughs> my favorite was probably the, um, the Jurassic Park water ride. That one was good too. It was awesome. It was just being nice out in the open and being on the water. Everybody got a little bit wet. It was a beautiful day, beautiful sunny day. And then, <laughs> and just, then it goes pitch black. And then it goes pitch black. And then no spoiler alerts, but there's a big surprise at the end that's actually quite quite cool. Yeah, those mm. dinosaurs, they looked real. Great, yeah. yeah. They, it, I wish we wrote that one a, another time. I know, Harry Potter yeah. is still my favorite. Also to mention that Josh's family was also at (laughs) Universal the same day we were. So again, we got to hang out with them. I feel like we've got like old friends up in New Jersey. We can go visit anytime we want. Even though they didn't invite us, we just didn't. No, they invited me. (laughs) Maybe not you, but they invited me. No, they invited us. I remember them saying like they're going to Universal and I was like, that sounds awesome. I, we should probably do that. And then it just was like, okay, guess we're going with you guys. That's what I said too. I was like, oh yeah, let's go. Okay, when are you going? Let's go. But well, there was okay. there was a time period where all of you guys were in Hogsmeade and it was just me and his family. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. hanging out. I was like, I don't know where my family is, but this is fun. Yeah, um, they are fun. And <laughs> we, we did the Minions ride which was really weird josh and i used the fast passes <laughs> so we went ahead of them um and right before they played like a 10 minute video or something where they're like this is so fun like getting you ready because it's like you're gonna become a minion um and the guy on the walkie or whatever was like by the way 
It's Marissa's birthday, so when you walk in, when everyone throws their hands up, everyone go, we love you, Marissa. And then, like, right before we actually went in, he was like, and remember to tell Melissa you love her. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I mean, I mean Marissa. Hands up, and everyone goes, Marissa, we love you. And so we walk in, everyone goes their hands up. Nobody says nothing. And then, like, five <gasps> seconds later, people are like, we love you, Marissa. Like, it was so oh, no. awkward. But then, flash forward, Josh's family was in the next group. And then after we asked him, we were like, did they tell you to, like, tell the girl happy birthday? And they were like, oh, Melissa? Yeah. They was like, yeah. And they said, like, happy birthday, Melissa. Oh, my gosh. And we were like, what? is happening that's a cool psychological experiment because it's kind of like they introduced that one seed of doubt and and then the audience is like screw it i don't know her name i'm not going to use it like, also I'm not 100% i just sure i don't think people even if there wasn't the doubt it was just kind of a weird thing yeah um but so she was the ride I mean, operator it, it was one of them it okay was, it wasn't silly goofy fun land so you super know, silly fun land oh super silly fun land which wasn't as super silly or fun as I thought it was. I think be. he was flirting with Melissa. I think Marissa. Marissa or Melissa. So all, yeah, all day. Mar- I think it was Melissa. Keep sending yeah, every single names. group. Keep saying happy yeah. birthday. And she's like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, stalker. Happy birthday, birthday, Madison. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was it was Josh, wild. So so back to Josh's family. Um, Jordan, who he has done a lot of videos with as well, and Emily are his siblings that we met. They're fantastic, and they the invitation included, um, Eddie, if you ever get up there, Jordan wants to show you the soundboard at his tra- He's like, we got oh, we got such cool that. audio equipment. Absolutely. He said, there's like there's all these toys that like really high end that no, most people don't know how to use. But oh yeah, I'd love to do that. You would totally <laughs> dig it. So if you're ever nice. in New Jersey, yeah, during that same period of time where I was away from you guys, um, Scooby Doo came back out. Remember we had seen yeah, Scooby-Doo? Yeah. And so I was like, I want my picture with Scooby-Doo. Nice. You, there's no quite feeling. No quite Like, feeling. no feeling quite like hugging a Scooby-Doo and just the complete realization that that is a, a man inside that suit. <laughs> like, it's like he's anonymously hugging you. Yeah. That's weird when you think about yeah, it that yeah, yeah. way. And most of the um, like mascots there, not mascots, um, characters there that are in suits, like Hello Kitty was behind a red rope, like in a little box, like you couldn't touch her. You could just yeah. take pictures with her. And I was like, well, why is this guy out? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is this guy out? And, and real excited about hugging everyone. It totally is different. Like, when we saw Doc or, like, Marilyn Monroe, like, they're people dressed yeah. up as actors. And you can, like, see them. But it's yeah. different when they're hiding behind a suit. And here, here was my idea is, like, as a kid and like imagining, I imagine that Scooby-Doo actually is like a big hugger, you know, mm-hmm. it's like very like, ah, oh, like I love you and everything. But it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. The, um, the other with, with the characters, there was a transformer character on the stilt walker. Yeah. A stilt walker in this amazing, like mechanical transformer yeah. costume. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime with, um, a modulated voice, deep, like vocal effects and stuff like that. But it was all done by the actor who was walking the stilts. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because, Mom and I invented actually mom's suggestion, Robo Stilts, which was a 10 foot tall stilt walking character back in the day when I did entertainment 
that Philip and I did that, and we have the same similar concept. This is pre-Transformers with, yeah. with a, a modulated voice and stuff like that. So I'm watching this guy going, in another lifetime, that would be me. You know, yeah, once once upon when, a day. When you got those um, silver, I mean, the purple stilts, they were so cool. And I was like, please. Bigfoot stilts. Yeah, please don't cover those up. You can make yep. a character. And the and the movie uh, RoboCop had come out. And I was like, you just be like like a robotic robo stilt, you know. And then you guys later called it that. But you, that was like two years later before you did that. And you forgot I You could throw some of those pictures. Yeah, you can throw some of those pictures in the YouTube version. I've got an yeah. original one where I bought you some really sad costumey plate things, and you and you did it once or twice before you and Philip really went we, full on into the. Um, oh, dude, we, yeah. we we got serious. We yeah. got we we got motorcycle helmets that we had like uh, chromed and yeah. everything. Like we created a cool costume, you guys but have a video game. but we. They definitely outdid us, though, at, at Universal Studios. That was way yeah. better. Way <laughs> better. Way I did better. not realize it was a person at first. I thought it was totally yeah. animatronic. And I, I literally even said, I was like, it's going to be so cool when technology gets to the point where like these guys can just like walk around the park and stuff like that. Turns out they can because yeah. they're people. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then they're going to transform into cars, and that's going to be wild. What? Yeah. <laughs> So Eddie got his wand finally, yeah. and it was one of the interactive ones. So we were doing the Hogwarts thing, and it was amazing. and he was like in his element and loving it. Uh, got a collectible wand, and then you know we're tired. It's I it's, was so tired. Sleep has been sketchy. Like like our sleep schedules are still way out of sync. I'm always even at home. The first one up and the first one to bed. Well, here the fact that we're on West Coast time, that's almost exacerbated because you guys have a better ability to sleep in and adjust for time zones. I'm up at like, you know, four thirty, five o'clock. And so I'm just waiting around going, they're going to be ready soon. Can I come down there? And you know, can I, can I come, I just kind of stay out of your way to keep you guys sleeping. But, um, anyway, um, we finally were like, should we go? Should we go? Should we just leave? It's like five o'clock or almost four. It was like four o'clock. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, not without doing the studio tour. Had you done that yeah. before? I had. You done it one here? You had. But but I knew you guys hadn't. And what's cool is you didn't have any expectation really of what it was going to be. I did. I was like, no, you got to do this the studio tour because this is the thing that Orlando Universal does not have. I mean, they can do. They make some movies like there, and they've kind of replicated a studio experience. But this is the place. Yeah. Yeah. This was, and it was my favorite part. I thought it was so cool, man. Yeah. So yeah. tell tell everybody what that is and what it's all about. What it's like. So you basically you get on this bus. Tram. Tram, which is electric. <laughs> yeah, which is really cool. We're like, let's go, um, and they drive you around the Universal lot, which is this little quaint. <laughs> small little no it's it's small crazy how big it is um it's it's legitimately a city like people say universal city i didn't know it was an actual city but it turns out it is yeah um and there's so many different lots where they had some of the doors open a little bit where people were like working and you could kind of see in and see a set and you're just like that's so cool that's so cool i've never worked on a set that's in a studio any mm-hmm. set i've worked on has always been like Locations. Uh, lo- on location mm-hmm. 
which honestly I think helps a lot actually in like an actor's mindset because like you're you know you're actually in a house and stuff like that but I was like that's so cool to work on a studio like that's ah um definitely a goal of mine but we we saw that we saw a bunch of the studios and then they start driving you through the outdoor sets which was like back to the yeah, future so which I, that's what I fangirled the most about I think yeah yeah because I love Back to the Future. And also, it's like, you'll see that one building, the courthouse that they use in Back to the Future, and it's not just in Back to the Future. It's in, like, every movie it's ever. It, yeah, like, it's yeah. it's the same courthouse that they use over and over and over and over again, but you just never notice. Yeah, Back to, to To Kill a Mockingbird, oh, kind of like an older yeah. film, and Bruce Almighty, you know, yeah. other... And they- yeah, they showed, like, different, in different movies, and, like, some of them, there was, like, a lake in front of it, and I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, Back to the Future 2. How did we get a lake there? Um, but so cool, and then also The Good Place, yeah. uh, The Good Place City yeah. was so was cool, and, like, the train the station, train yeah. The, the tram experience, the, the tour has gotten so much better, honestly, since mm-hmm. I did it years ago. Like, I remember mm-hmm. doing it when I was younger. I don't know the first time I was ever in Universal. Um, but it was it was a long time ago. They did have like you pull around a corner and there's that street scene that goes all the way up, and then like they flip a switch and a flood, like this raging mm-hmm. flood comes down the street and yes. explodes in all this water. It's like you know they had some of that stuff. Like he pointed out the bridge that you were you, you used to go over the this bridge, and then it would start to collapse and freak everybody out. They're, that's out of service. But what they have added now in terms mm-hmm. of like. These sound stages, you just drive through a sound stage, and they've used like in, in a couple places, they've used the entire sound stage to create the experience for the tram. Yeah, uh, like you're in the film. Yeah, you're in a film. It's so cool. Yeah, like you can tell that the digital and practical VFX artists had like the biggest field day doing this. Yeah. They, it, like, they had I, so much fun. You can't even like put into words. I was so blown away. Yeah, like so blown away. Yeah, yeah, the water was crazy. The rushing water, mm-hmm. wild, man. And I don't know. There, it's just it's not just that. Though. Yeah. Like, I I don't even know if I should say it because I don't want to like I don't want to spoil the experience. Yeah, it's just yeah, well worth it. If you ever lives. get there, make sure you do the, the studio tour. Yeah. It'll make you feel like you get more of your money's worth. You can skip the hippogriff. We got a great guy. We got a great guy. Miles, the tour guy on Miles Instagram. The Miles, the tour guide on Instagram. Yeah, go go check out Miles. He's he's awesome. Like you could just tell some people take their job extremely seriously and with a great deal of like pride and professionalism. But I felt like we got lucky. Flawless. I, yeah. Thank I, you, Miles. Yeah. I do feel like the other thing that like hit me weird, cool was um, the Wild West sets. Because yeah. I, I'm not one to, like, have watched old westerns. I've seen, like, a few maybe. But just knowing that those sets are so old and, like, that's where they were filmed. That's where Clint Eastwood started working. Yeah. Like, like when he first got into it. Like, and they're so still cool? using those sets, like, on the Quentin Tarantino movie, mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, oh, yeah. Like, that was, they shot or scenes there. Libre. Yeah. And you can like you can put the pieces together in your mind. You're like, I remember that movie and yeah, that's there or whatever. It's like very interesting. But it also made you want to go watch movies. Yeah. Like like when we got back, we were like, we gotta watch some 
Universal the, movies. We, the Bates yeah. Motel, we saw that too. Yeah. The, and the the house that's like the house on the hill. I don't know. Just the the yeah. psycho psycho. The psycho is house. the movie. The psycho house. Norman Bates and mm-hmm. yeah, and so I want to tell something about that. So again, not to spoil it. But there's this, you go in front of the Bates Hotel, which is the hotel, the set, the set that they used for that. And this guy comes carrying out a body from the hotel room, puts it in the trunk <laughs> of a car. I didn't even see the body. Right? I saw the man so late. And the, yeah. and the tour guy is like, oh, what's that going on? Oh, like, I guess he's taking a ride. You know, it's his bloody body. He puts it in the trunk, closes the trunk, and he gets a knife, and he comes against, like he comes after the train a little bit in character, and he just kind of watches and follows us as we drive away. But the thing I kept thinking about was, that's that dude's job. Yeah. He does that all day long. And then he goes and opens the trunk and puts it back and gets ready for the next train and yeah. brings the body back out and comes out and, you know, like over Josh and, and I, over. Yeah, we commented about that because they went on the tour not at the same time as us, though. And we were like, I want one day just like it'd be like one of our friends like Mitch or something. And you just see Mitch there and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> this this is what you do on weekends? Like sick. <laughs> I bet I bet a he lot says, of them like, are Oh yeah, I work at Universal and you, <laughs> little do you know he is Norman Bates. That'd be a yeah. We job. we saw um a dance uh, show or like a performance at Hogwarts mm-hmm. with which was um from like Goblet of Fire. It yeah. had the guys from um Derm's what Durmstrang? Durmstrang and the girls from Bobaton. Bobaton. Bo- Bo- I don't know. That's how Dumbledore said Bobaton in the movie. I'm pretty sure. So Bobaton. That's, that's why I say it. I, in the book, I thought it was. It's Bo-Baton. probably Bobaton. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. We'll we'll ask J.K. What she says, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then yeah, and then she'll say and we'll say no, J.K. Just kidding. Uh, 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 <laughs> they were great though. They they were great dancers. Like my point yeah. is, there's amazing performers there. The only thing that let us down a little bit for me was the food. But maybe we just didn't hit the I liked the vegan corn dog. Yes, Eddie was. Eddie wanted us to eat at the three broomsticks, and you were right. Like platters of sausages and salads, and like because we could have, yeah, we could have made it work for sure. Like they had tons of like salads, and and it's just a cool space. space. Yeah, with the architecture of like. Next time. Next next time for sure. But actually, speaking of next time, I was watching you, Maggie, as we were driving around, and we were getting toward the ends of the end of the tour. And I looked over at you and I said, um, I think if I'm guessing right, like somebody right over here has a new goal because I yes. could tell you were, you know, if I was in your shoes as an actress who is starting to work on movies and such, you're thinking, driving around, yeah, this is, I'm going to be out here, right? I want to work here. <laughs> I want to work cool. here. I thought you wanted Miles' job. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think she wants that job, buddy. No. She, she's going to be an amazing studio tour guide. Like, she'll be on the mic. No. I'd just get distracted. It'd be like five minutes of silence. I'd be like, oh, oh, uh, sorry, guys. Are, um, you, are you guys still here? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> No, but you. then you said to me, like, I don't want to take this. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to go on this tour again until I film something on this lot. Yeah. Nice. That's a good goal. Yeah. Well, I hope you get to take the tour again very, very soon. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed that, everyone. That's a little bit of a, an update from our exciting time here at Maggie's Place in Los Angeles. Um we didn't get to any questions on this particular podcast, but we'd love to hear from you and find out more about what's going on in your life. Any topics you'd like us to uh, address on the show and talk about, feel free to submit those at wholesomechaos.com. Submit a question there. You can watch some videos. You can also learn more about our family and download some tools to use for your family as well. 
And by tools, I mean like a guide for better communication. So. Yeah, and maybe a new a new guide about text communication. Um, <laughs> I'll write that one. I'll write that one for sure. Um, no, but yeah, thank you guys so Ouch. much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Love you, Maggie. Love you. Love you, everyone. Love you, too. And love you at home. Take care. Talk to you next week. Max and Dads, wholesome chaos. Max and Dads, wholesome chaos. I was on the radio. We didn't talk about it. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. That's okay. I, I was on the radio, and I, I, I did this thing where I spoke. <laughs> yeah, you were like um, a DJ. Nope. You guys keep saying that. I was a guest host. You were a guest host. You, she was a guest host on Sirius. XM. XM. And Hits you, one. And you introduced it to me in the car. Yeah. And I was so surprised. <laughs> and I reacted in such a big, big, big way. <laughs> so surprised. I, I got to post gonna that, put that footage. Are you yeah. going to post that today? I don't know. I'll, I'll work on it. Okay. That was fun. I'll, if you didn't hear it, I'll give you a little, a little sneak peek of oh. the past. You ready? You ready? Ready? Hey guys, this is Wholesome Chaos Podcast. I hate this. Never mind, I hate where this is going. (laughs) Cut that last bit. (laughs) As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.